Welcome to Equestrian Movement's First Do No Harm podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boniface, co-founder of Equestrian Movement with Sarah Gallagher. We work with horse riders who want to build a stronger bond and a deeper connection with their horses. In our First Do No Harm podcast, we discuss with other industry professionals how to work with horses to firstly do no harm and secondly support their mental, emotional and physical well-being throughout the training process so that we have horses that enjoy learning and ask to be ridden. Each episode, we discuss the different influences our training can have and how we can improve our horses' overall athleticism, soundness of mind and body, and emotional fortitude, while strengthening and deepening our relationship with our horses. Each week, I will endeavor to bring to you a new episode on horse riding, training, handling and husbandry for an interview with other industry professionals to help you address where and why you might get stuck in creating the beautiful union of dancing souls that is the equestrian sport. Are you ready to kick off today's show? Let's get started. Hey team, Katie here from Equestrian Movement and today I want to talk about whether your horse is inviting you to do things with them and if you are receiving that invitation. There was a post that I recently saw in a Facebook group about uh, somebody who was saying that they felt weird thinking that their horse was asking for them to go on an in-hand adventure with them and they were asking if people thought that horses actually could communicate those kinds of things to us or if she was just making it up and most definitely our horses are in constant communication with us and they are asking us to do things with them and they are inviting us to play. They are also asking us to join in Um, and participate in activities that they enjoy. However, if we are reprimanding them because we feel like they're being disrespectful with the way that they're dragging us or asking us or uh, we don't have time to do the things with them that they are asking to do, then they do stop asking. So for me, mornings are hard. (laughs) I am not a morning person. I've recently discovered that since having a kid. I used to basically roll out of bed and drive to work and eat breakfast in the car and wake up on the way to work. And so now I still like need a good hour to kind of like warm up to the day and get myself, get my butt into gear basically, get myself motivated and doing things. And sometimes Finn is happy to sit on the couch with me and watch some cartoons and eat breakfast together, but some days he's like ready to roll and ready to just get straight into play and start doing things. And, you know, a lot of the time he's quite happy to pop down and kind of start playing by himself, but then some days he gives me the invitation and he says, Mom, do you want to play with me? And this is one of the things, I don't know if this is (laughs) normal or not, but I grew up a lot, uh, spending a lot of time with my grandma. And one of the things that I think she was going through at that time when I was that age was like, you know, kind of reviewing the regrets of her life. And so a lot of the choices that I've made in my life are based on the regrets that my grandma was telling me about when I was a kid. And one of the big ones was 
uh, not spending enough time with loved ones, basically. And so it's one of those things that it's on the constant forefront of my mind that if I don't jump on these invitations to play, Finn will stop asking it of me and because he's just expecting me to say no. And then that's where the disconnect starts, right? Is he gives me the invitation to play. I tell him I'm too busy, but then I expect him to do all the things that I want him to do, like putting, you know, rubbish in the bin and putting his shoes on and packing his bag for daycare and those kinds of things. So I am constantly expecting him to participate in like the activities. I don't necessarily want to do them. I'm an adult. I wouldn't mind like, uh, you know, doing something that I enjoy as well. Um, And so it's important that for me is to recognize that these invitations to play, you know, they are invitations to connect. They're invitations to engage with him in his world and be active in his life rather than just expecting him to be an active participant in my life without joining him in his world sometimes. And so one of the things that guides (laughs) my decisions on this, obviously, is that I don't want to be, you know, him... I know that like it's going to get harder when he's going through his teens and all of that kind of thing, but I don't want to feel like he can't reach out and invite me into his world and give me invitations to connect because the days that I give him invitations to connect with me, sometimes he doesn't want to. Sometimes he doesn't want to come over and and have a cuddle and have um, some relaxing time with me. Like that's the way that I like to connect with him is being still, being quiet, having cuddles, sharing love with each other through cuddles. (laughs) He doesn't want to do that all the time. He's a boy and mum isn't cool. And so like that's just going to get worse the older he gets. So it's important for me to recognize that even if I feel time poor, even if I feel like I can't do this right now, if I'm getting an invitation to connect, I can spare a minute or two. I can spare five minutes to join him in that world. To the best of my ability, and this is one of the things that I learned when I was doing Circle of Security when he was a baby, is uh, the hold them till they wiggle free. So (laughs) what that means is to um, try not to finish the hug before they have finished the hug themselves. So it was one of the things that I've always done with him is I've given him a hug until he doesn't want to be hugged anymore. I haven't stopped the hug before he's ready to stop. And so that's one of the things that I'm trying to also do with him when we play. Uh, The bonus is is that I'm not very fun to play with, so he does get bored of me pretty quickly. But I'll try and join him in an activity and try and stay an active participant in that activity until he is kind of like over it and he's going on to something else to do something else and then that's when I will take myself out and you know do whatever I have to do like do the dishes or whatever it is that I have on my mind that I need to be doing and sometimes like it is just a five minute check-in or we'll sit down and do a puzzle together or read a book together or whatnot but it's always in the forefront of my mind that at some point 
you know, these invitations of connection get fewer and further between, especially if I'm not taking him up on that invitation. And so this is what our horses do, except they don't have words. (laughs) The only way that they can communicate to us that they are inviting us to be with them in their world is through body language. So whether they want to approach us from the paddock or if we put the halter on and they want to take us for a walk or uh, through eye contact is a big one. So a lot of the communication that our horses give us is through eye contact. Giving us eye contact, uh, it's depending on the quality of your relationship, right? Giving you eye contact if they don't know you very well and they're scared of humans could just be them being wary of you. But if you have a solid relationship with good relaxation cues established, giving you eye contact is generally them seeking connection, seeking relationship time, asking, inviting you into that world. And when they drop eye contact with you, they just need a break from you. So using the eye contact to as an invitation to engage with them and participate in an activity with them whether it be just standing um, with cuddles or if they're inviting you into a walk around to explore or to go eat grass or do things like that with them where you're joining them in their world and not just expecting them to be an active participant in your world without you being an active participant in the things that they want to be doing. And this is our this is our opportunity to connect. And if we don't take them up on the invitation, then they do stop engaging with us and they do stop inviting us. But it's so subtle, those eye contact cues, those body language cues, you know, we really have to be looking for them to know what the horses are trying to do and trying to say. And then especially, you know, if you've got a horse that's a bit shut down or disconnected and disengaged because of you know, previous training or handling or experience or whatnot, you have to do a lot of work to draw them back out of that shell and peel back those bound, those layers, pull down those walls to get them to start engaging with you in relationship to them. So just a little quick one for today. Uh, how is your horse inviting you to engage and connect with them what kinds of things are they asking you to do with them one thing that I know that Fiddy likes in particular is he doesn't really like physical contact actually him and Angel they would prefer me to just stand quietly with them than for me to pat them and love on them too much and then what they have started doing is actually just standing with me and licking me, <laughs> covering uh, us and our students in slobber. And so they they like connection like I do. They like the quiet and cuddles. But I always enjoy watching uh, the different ways that my students just naturally connect with different horses. Is like, you know, there's certain ways of of approaching them and touching them and doing things with them like some horses really enjoy and then other horses might not like it that way and you have to lean into it and feel out different ways that your horses are wanting to engage and connect with you. So let's keep this conversation going. How has your horse invited you to connect with them and engage with them? What kind of body language signals are you getting from them? 
And what are they asking you to do? Share it with us over in the Stronger Bond community and let's give each other some inspiration to experiment with ways to connect with our horses. Until next time, happy trails. If you're loving what you're listening to on the podcast, you might be starting to recognize that trying to control your horse through submission-based training is the worst way to ask your horse to look after you. If you're working with or riding horses, you know how unpredictable and sometimes scary they can be. Unfortunately, most struggling horse riders make the mistake of thinking they can physically control their 400 plus kilo fur babies by moving their feet or spooking them into responding with flags and join up. Without giving your horse a reason to care about you and look after you, you will most likely end up with a horse that is disconnected at best, shut down or explosive at worst because they can't communicate their needs with you. Especially if you are already scared, worried or nervous handling your horse. That's why we've created our new free online training experience, building a connection with your horse. This is how I've gone about creating safe horses for beginners, no matter the breed or previous handling experiences. If you want to learn the secret source behind developing safe horses that care about you and look after you without trauma triggering training methods, register for our new training today at www.equestriumovement.com forward slash connection. And I will uncover the three big mistakes you might be making if you're trying to build a relationship with your horse and how you can start building your horse's trust and confidence in you as a leader worth following.